Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Zechus Nedarim Daf Yedal, the second parak by El Mutarim. So the three topics we're going to focus on number one: the Mishnah Daf Yud Gimel Amabay stated, "One who says to his wife, Hariat Alaki Ima, you are forbidden to me like my mother." Posting a Pesach Memach Machir. We make an opening, meaning a Heter Nedarim for him, from elsewhere as a basis for annulling the Nether, so he'll not take such matters lightly. Although the Nether is not valid, since his mother is a Dabra Aser, an inherently forbidden entity, he is required mid to seek an annulment of his Nether, so he should not come to be lenient in a case where he used a proper Dabra Nadur. The Gemara in Arda brings a contradictory price, which states, Hariat alai kapsar ima, you are forbidden to me like the flesh of my mother, kapsar al-khusi, like the flesh of my sister, ka'orla ukalaya kerem, like orla, or like the climb of a vineyard, lo'am raklum, he has said nothing. This implies he does not even need to find an annulment for his nether. Abaya answers that in truth the Brisa also agrees that he needs a heter for his nether midrabun, but means to say that midrabun his nether isn't effective. Alternatively, Rabbi answers that the Brisa, which does not require a heter, is speaking of a Tanakhachamim, who will not come to be lenient in such matters. The Mishnah, which requires a heter, is speaking about an Amaaretz, who is suspect to be lenient. Point number two is taught in the Brisa, one who vows by the Torah, which Run first explains refers to swearing, he has said nothing. But Mashakaz above, the Rav Kayamim, if he swears by what is written therein, his words are affected because he's swearing by Hashem's name, which is written in the Torah. If he swears by it and by what is written therein, his words are effective. The Gemara asks what the final case is teaching, since it has already taught that is sufficient. Rav Nachman answers that the final case is speaking to that the Torah was lying on the ground, in which case, his mind is on the parchment alone. So if he merely said, we would interpret it as by what the Torah is written in, meaning the parchment. Only by saying, where he has separately mentioned the Torah itself, do we say that the second clause clearly refers to that which is written in the Torah. The earlier part of the Bryce is speaking to Nakla Bidei, where he's holding the Torah in his hand, in which case we say, even by simply saying, that his mind is on the names of Hashem written in it. The Gemara gives two more answers. And point number three, the Gemara says, if one says, Konam enai b'shena hayom, im my eyes are konam for sleep today, if I sleep tomorrow. Rav Yudah says in the name of Rav, ayishna hayom, shemi yishna He may not sleep today, although sleeping today is thus far permitted, for perhaps he'll sleep tomorrow and cause the previous day's sleep to be in violation of his nether. Rav Nachman argues, yishna hayom, yishna He can sleep today. And we are not concerned that he will sleep tomorrow. The Mafarsh explains that we may rely on the vow to remain awake tomorrow in order not to violate his nether. The more as the Rebuta would agree that if he said the reverse, Konum Enai my eyes are Konum tomorrow if I sleep today, that he may sleep today. This is because according to Rabbi Yehuda, Kiyom is dahir, but tanai. When is a person not careful? It's only with the tanai on which his netter hinges. Avob Isram is dahir, but in the prohibition component itself, he's careful. Since the prohibition is against sleeping tomorrow, if he sleeps today, we may be sure that if he sleeps today, he'll be careful not to sleep tomorrow. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Daf Yud Gema stated, One who says to his wife, You are forbidden to me like my mother. Posting a Pesach Memachamachir. We make an opening, meaning a heter nadarim for him, from elsewhere as a basis for annulling the nether, Shul Yaka Roshulakach, so he'll not take such matters lightly. 
Although the netter is not valid since his mother is a Dabra Asr, an inherently forbidden entity, he is required mid to seek an annulment of his netter, so he should not come to be lenient in a case where he used a proper Dabra Nadur. The Gemara in Arda brings a contradictory price, which states, Hariat alai kapsar ima, you are forbidden to me like the flesh of my mother, kapsar al-chusi, like the flesh of my sister, ko'orla ukalaya kerem, like orla, or like the climb of a vineyard, lolam rakum, he has said nothing. This implies he does not even need to find an annulment for his nether. Abaya answers that in truth the Brisa also agrees that he needs a heter for his nether midraban, but means to say that midraisa his nether isn't effective. Alternatively, Rabbi answers that the Brisa, which does not require a heter, is speaking of Talmud Kachamim, who will not come to be lenient in such matters. The Mishnah, which requires a heter, is speaking about an Amaaretz, who is suspect to be lenient. Point number two is taught in the Brisa, one who vows by the Torah, which run first explains refers to swearing. He has said nothing, but Mashakasabav, the Rav Kayamim. If he swears by what is written therein, his words are affected because he's swearing by Hashem's name, which is written in the Torah. If he swears by it and by what is written therein, his words are effective. The Gemara asks what the final case is teaching, since it has already taught that Bamashakasaba is sufficient. Rav Nachman answers that the final case is speaking to Machasa Araisa Ara, that the Torah was lying on the ground, in which case, Daita Agvile, his mind is on the parchment alone. So if he merely said Bamashakasaba, we would interpret it as by what the Torah is written in, meaning the parchment. Only by saying, where he has separately mentioned the Torah itself, do we say that the second clause clearly refers to that which is written in the Torah. The earlier part of the Bryce is speaking to Nakula Bidei, where he's holding the Torah in his hand, in which case we say, even by simply saying, that his mind is on the names of Hashem written in it. The Gemara gives two more answers. And pointing with you, the Gemara says, if one says, my eyes are konum for sleep today. If I sleep tomorrow, Rav Yudah says in the name of Rav, he may not sleep today, although sleeping today is thus far permitted, for perhaps he'll sleep tomorrow and cause the previous day's sleep to be in violation of his nether. Rav Nachman argues, he can sleep today, and we are not concerned that he will sleep tomorrow. The Mepharsh explains that we may rely on the vow to remain awake tomorrow in order not to violate his nether. The more adds the Rebuta would agree that if he said the reverse, Konum hayom, my eyes are konum tomorrow if I sleep today, hayom, that he may sleep today. This is because according to Rav Yehuda, is dahir, but tanai. When is a person not careful? It's only with the tanai on which his netter hinges. is dahir, but in the prohibition component itself, he's careful. Since the prohibition is against sleeping tomorrow, if he sleeps today, we may be sure that if he sleeps today, he'll be careful not to sleep tomorrow. Alright, so now we go to our Simadapia Dalit, and her standard simon is a hand, and we often use a juggler in the simon. So here goes. The Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You are forbidden to me, like my mother, wasn't able to protect himself from the juggling balls she threw at him because in one hand he held a safe Torah in which he swore, while he used his other hand to hold to open his eyes to prevent sleep today, lest he sleep tomorrow. Once again, it's motion. The Amar's juggler, juggler, that must be more enough, you at hand. The Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You are forbidden to me, like my mother, which reminds us, the Mishnah Yud Gemma'am stated, one who says to his wife, Hariat alai ke'ima, you are forbidden to me like my mother, 
We make an opening, a hetan adarn from from elsewhere as a basis for annulling the nether, so he will not take such matters lightly. Although the nether is not valid, since his mother is a Dabar an inherently forbidden entity, he is required in the Rabbanan to seek an annulment of his nether, so he should not come to be lenient in a case where he use a proper Dabra Nadur. The Gemara brings a contradictory brisa and then resolves the contradiction. So the Amar's juggler, who had pointed his jogging pins at his wife and said, You're forbidden to meet like my mother, was unable to protect himself from the juggling balls she threw at him, because in one hand he held a safer Torah, in which he swore, which reminds us, it was taught in a brace one who vows by the Torah, he has said nothing but Mashakasaba, the Kayamin, if he swears by that which is written therein, his words are affected because he's swearing by Hashem's name, which is written in the Torah. The Gemara clarifies that the Bryce is speaking where he's holding the Torah in his hand, in which case we say even by simply saying, the his mind is on the names of Hashem written in it. So the Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You're forbidden to meet like my mother, was unable to protect himself from the juggling ball she threw at him, because in one hand he held a sacred Torah in which he swore, while he used his other hand to hold open his eyes to prevent sleep today, lest he sleep tomorrow, which reminds us. The Gemara says, If one says, Konam hayom im My eyes are konam for sleep today. If I sleep tomorrow, Rav Yudah says in the name of Rav, He may not sleep today, although sleeping today is thus far permitted, for perhaps he'll sleep tomorrow and cause the previous day's sleep to be in violation of his nether. Rav Nachman argues, He can sleep today and we're not concerned that he'll sleep tomorrow. So once again, the Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You're forbidden to me like my mother, was unable to protect himself from the juggling balls she threw at him because in one hand he held a safer Torah in which he swore, while he used his other hand to hold open his eyes to prevent sleep today, lest he sleep tomorrow. Alright, now it's time for four blabat chazara. Daf Yud. So the simmer Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The pious members of a minion of Yidin, a minion of Yidin? That must be more on Duff Yud. The pious members of a minion of Yidin who pledge to become Nazirim, so they can bring a khatas, which reminds us, Rabbi Yudin holds that it is virtuous to become a Nazir. As he said, Chassidim Rishim Hei Misavim, having karma khatas, the early pious ones desire to bring a karma khatas, Lefisha Eina Kadosh Baruch Hu maybe to call Yadam, because the Kadosh Baruch Hu does not bring any stumbling through them, so they do not have their own khatas obligations. Mayosin, what do they do instead? They would arise and pledge Naziris to Hashem to become thereby obligated in the carbon khatas to Hashem. So the pious members of a minion of Yidin, who pledged to become Nazirim, so they can bring a khatas, were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine, which reminds us of Rabbi Shimon, however, disagreed with Rabbi Yehuda and said that the pious would not accept Naziris, so they should not be called sinners, as it says, the keeper of love and the cone will atone from the Nazir for having sinned relating to the soul. The Gemara quotes a similar position, Bolazar HaKapar, who added, regarding which soul did he sin, El it's rather because he afflicted himself by abstaining from wine. So the pious members of a minion of Yidin who pledged to become Nazirim, so they can bring Achatas, were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine. Just as news broke out that the Chamim invented Kinuim for Nidarim, lest people who should just say carbon will come to simply say 
Lashem, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said that Kinuim are Lashem Umos Hen. They are from the languages of other nations, whereas Rabbi Shalakish said, Lashem Shabadalem Chachamu Yos Noderbo. They are terms that Chamim invented to vow with. The Gemara explains Rabbi Shalakish's opinion that the reason they created substitute terms rather than using the original term carbon was out of fear that a person may intend to say carbon Lashem and may say only Lashem to Hashem, thus saying Hashem's name in vain. Daf Yudalf. So the similar Daf Yudalf is stars like the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. The eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating your star exhibits, star exhibits, that must be run Daf Yudalf, stars. The eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guests did not make an inference from his comment of not hu and that which you eat, which reminds us the Mishnah Dav Yudamabes taught that one who says lachun shaokalacha aser, not hun should be that which you eat of yours, he is forbidden from eating his friend's food. Lachun is interpreted as lachun, not hun. The Gemara here explains that by saying it should not be hun, it's inferred that it should be instead like a carbon and determines that the Tana is Rabbi Yehuda, for it cannot be Rabbi Mer, for Rabbi Mer does not hold of that from an inference of a negative, you hear a positive. So he would not consider this vow effective. So the eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guests did not make an inference from his comment of not who and that which you eat. So instead he told them, well, carbon, which meant that because it's like a carbon you cannot eat, which reminds us, Ramir interprets the words, carbon, to mean, carbon, like a carbon your food should be, therefore I will not eat of yours. So the eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guest did not make an inference from his comment of not chulen, that which you eat, so instead told them, carbon which meant that because it's like a carbon you cannot eat, and then showed them a constellation that will take the meat of a shlamim. After Zerika, which reminds us, Rami Barakama asked, If one said this should be to me like the meat of a carbon shlamim, after the zrika of the blood, what is the halacha? The Gemara clarifies that the inquiry was made where a person had the meat of the shlamim after zrika in front of him and said about a second permitted item in front of him, ze This should be like this. The question is, is he linking the netter with its origin, meaning the primary state of the carbon, before the zrika in which it was prohibited, or is he linking the netter with its current permitted status? Dafyud base. So the symbol Dafyud base is twelve brothers. So here goes. The twelve brothers, twelve brothers, that must be on Daf Yud base. The twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side, which reminds us the Gemara attempted to bring a second proof to Rami Barakhama's inquiry whether one is Matbis's netter to an item in its original state of Isra or to its current state of Heter, from a Bryce which states that if one vows not to eat meat nor drink wine on a given day, Kiyom Shemesbo Avi, like the day his father died, the netter is effective. The proof is rejected when the Gemara says the cases where the brothers had fasted every year on their father's yard side. So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side, got so hungry that they started to dream of eating kachalos arno kutrumasa, which reminds us the Gemara attempted a third proof from a Mishnah Daf Yud Gemara base, which states if one declares an item kachalos arno kutrumaso mutter, like arns chala or like his truma, it's permitted. This is because they're considered a davra aser, an inherently forbidden item, as opposed to a davra anadur, an item prohibited through vowing. The Gemara infers that had he said kutrumas lachme toda, like the truma of the breads of a carbon toda, meaning the four loaves separate from the forty loaves to be given to the Kohen, the vow would be effective because it's a davra nadur. The Gemara will come to reject the proof.
So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side got so hungry that they started to dream of eating Kachal's Arun Ukutrumaso and decided to distract themselves by separating Truma from their Lachmi Toda while it was still in its dose day, which reminds us the Gemara demonstrates how Truma could be taken from Lachmi Toda while it's still in its dose day. Daf Yud Gimel, so the singer Daf Yud Gimel is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. The extremely nervous Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah boy, that must be learned Daf Yud Gimel. The extremely nervous Bar Mitzvah boy who brought Alai Bechor in as a prop for his Pshatlan Hare Alai Kabachor, which reminds us, the Gemara on the bottom of Yud Beis on Beis brought a Baraisa, which taught, if one says Hare Alai Kabachor, this meat is like a Bechor towards me. Rabbi Yaakov forbids the meat to the vow, but Rabbi Yud permits it. Rabbi Yud permits because a Bechor is a Dabra Aser, inherently prohibited from birth, not a Dabra Nadar. Whereas Rabbi Yaakov forbids meat since the Pasuk says Lashem, and there's a mitzvah to verbally consecrate the Bechor. So the extremely nervous Bar Mitzvah boy who brought in Alai Bechor in as a prop for his pshatel on Hare Alai Bechor tried to get out of speaking by declaring Konum my mouth which speaks to you which reminds us the Mishnah of Yud Gimel on base states if one says Konum Pi Medaberim Konum my mouth which speaks to you or my hand which works with you or my foot which walks with you the netter is valid and his fan is forbidden to benefit from these activities. The Gemara wonders how such a netter can be effective since Nadarm do not take effect on activities since they are intangible. The Gemara answers the Mishnah speaking of one who said, let my mouth be forbidden for my speaking with you, or my hand should be forbidden for their working with you, or my feet should be forbidden for their walking with you. He thus declared a netter on tangible items, which is effective. So the extremely nervous Bar Mitzvah boy, who brought a Bechor in as a prop for his pshetel on Hare Elayka Bechor, tried to get out of speaking by declaring cone in my mouth, which speaks to you, and then wasn't sure if he could eat at the Suda because he blurted out, that which I eat of yours is like Chazir, which reminds us, the first mission in the second paragraph begins, Ve'el Mutar, and these are the vows that are permitted, meaning ineffective. Among this list is one who says, Kibasar Chazir, your food should be like pork to me, or like and some other examples. These illustrate the concept that one who makes a nether of hatpasa, linking, in which he declares an item to be like a forbidden one, it must be done with a davra nadur, a vowed item, meaning one which became prohibited through vowing, and not a davra asra, an item inherently forbidden. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we learn that a nether works if one said, Kona my mouth from speaking with you? That's on duff. Yud Gimel. Good number two. Which stuff we focus in the case where someone says, My eyes are coming for sleep today if I sleep tomorrow? That's on Duff. Yud Dalad. Good number three. Which of you in the Ramir understands the words, La carbon as La carbon like a carbon your food should be, therefore I will not eat of yours? That's on Duff. Yud Good number four. Which stuff does the Gemara attempt to resolve Rami Bar inquiry from the Mishnah, where one uses the Lushan of Chachalas Aaron Ukudrumaso in his netter, that's on Duff? Yud base. Good number five. Which stuff do we learn a netter does not work when one is Matpis the netter to a Davra Asr such as Basr Chazir, the flesh of a pig, that's on Duff? Yud Gimel. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss someone making an oath on the Torah while holding it, that's on Duff? Yadal. Good number seven. Which definitely when Rabbi Shimon holds that people who pledge Naziris are chotim, they're sinners, since they're abstaining from wine, that's on Dav? Yud. Good number eight. Which definitely when Rabbi Marchamashal regarding making something usher, which is next to meat of a shlamim after Zrika, that's on Dav? Yadal. Good number nine. 
which stuff do we discuss a case where one says he will not eat or drink like on the day his father died that's on Duff Yud Beis good at number 10 which stuff do we discuss whether one who says to his wife you are forbidden to me like my mother requires a Pesach to his nether that's on Duff Yedal excellent that concludes today's shir this is Rabbi Avram Goldman Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning